Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, howdy, everybody. <laughs> Today we, we go to the other island, the factory island. Mm-hmm. The sequel island, where they breed the sequel dinosaurs. Yeah, no, the first one was for was for good movies. This one's for money. <laughs> this is, I made this just in case we needed to make any more of these movies. You know, we'll always have a backup plan. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's the Lost World, <laughs> mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. Yep. It's now the Found World, Jurassic Park. We've seen yeah, it again. L- again. And uh, directed by Steven Spielberg again. Mm-hmm. And uh, this by... time in huh? 1997. Yeah. For the first time. <laughs> he directed this for the first time in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David Cope also returns for the screenplay. Uh, all the all the, everybody's everybody's back again to come back to Jurassic Park. Well, I mean, not everybody. Not everybody, but everybody behind the scenes, except for Michael Crichton, is back for Jurassic Park. Yeah, though he did write another book, like he wrote the Lost World book, mm-hmm. um, which I have to hope is better than this. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I, I okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say. You know, it's it's not the worst movie or anything. It's no, just so me, it just kind of mm-hmm. meanders. It's it's like I found it kind of dull. Like it has like some really cool set pieces, but those set pieces end up overstaying their welcome. Exactly. Yeah, and like likable characters or characters that would really be likable, and I think would be. Uh, much more than one note, I guess I'd say. Don't get a lot of stuff to do, or even really much screen time, it seems. Yeah, it seems like it's just an excuse, like they made the set pieces, and then they wrote a script to fit the set pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like the how they make Call of Duty games, where they're just like, let's just make this, and then they, they work backwards from the set pieces. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of how <laughs> it feels like when you're watching this movie. We want to um, do one in space. Like you know, the raptors in the grass—that'd be cool. That and that. Uh, to be fair, that is like my favorite one. But it's man, it's kind of isolated around everything else because it doesn't. I don't know. There's something. Like, something is just off. A lot of things are just off in this one. Well, the economy of story writing or whatever that we've talked about—it's just—it's not there. There's just not as many setups and payoffs. It's just kind of. Well, yeah, there's definitely none of that. I also think that it it feels like it's a sequel. Like, it feels like something that was made to cash in on being Jurassic Park. Yes. You I w- would agree with that. Because um... there's, you know, there's definitely times in movie history where they have definitely made the movie to be like, let's cash in on, like, this thing being, like, a hot property. But the people they get to do that usually at least give it some heart or at least give it, you know, something that you can, can, uh, hook into, so to speak. You know, it doesn't just have to be, you know, just cause it's a cash grab doesn't mean that it can't have at least some merit to it. And, and not yeah, like this no. doesn't have any, it just feels very soulless. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Like it just, remember how last time we were, I was talking about how like, you know, the, the plot and everything and the people talking about it philosophically, it, it, stopped it from being like a dumb 
dinosaur mm-hmm. movie. This is the dumb dinosaur movie. <laughs> yeah, because nobody has any arguments about anything. Well, not even like philosophical points. It's usually just Ian Malcolm being completely reasonable and everybody else just being very bullheaded. <laughs> yes. Like, Ian Malcolm is just like, hey, maybe we should rethink all of this. And like, fuck you. Yeah, and you know, it says a lot about your movie when Ian Malcolm comes off as the reasonable one. Well, and I, I have a lot of problems with that, too. I don't know if I don't know if Ian Malcolm is like lead character material. Yeah, it's like, like a Jack Sparrow thing. Yeah, that's kind of what it made me think of. <laughs> like, yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. Like Jeff Goldblum as as Ian Malcolm is great. He's yeah. an awesome character. He's just not the main guy. It's like following Screech around for a whole fucking show. You know, mm-hmm. like he's great in the doses. Yeah, I don't want him. To, I don't want to follow exclusively them. Yeah, it'd be like if uh, referencing something like uh, Avengers movies. It'd be like following Agent Shield Agent Jasper Sitwell around. You know, on his like, he's not leading, leading man material. Why? You know, there's so many other people we could, you know, a Lando Calrissian solo movie. Like, well, I don't him. know. I maybe theoretically Lando could carry his own movie, but they're definitely. Yeah, I don't know. He's definitely a, a character that is better, much better when he's paired with other like, le- like. Uh, strong personality characters yeah well even then in the first Jurassic Park he didn't have much to do either well no but he at least served a point where he was entertaining and provided that uh, alternate perspective sort of deal but in this he's just like he's in it like everything's like flipped on its head where he's like he says all of these completely reasonable and rational things not even fucking talking about chaos theory at all just being like nobody should go back to this this is a horrible horrible plan (laughs) this is and to be fair he only goes back because he wants to find his lady friend yeah well his girlfriend went and like it it seems implied that his girlfriend is only his girlfriend because she's he dealt with all those dinosaurs Oh, is it? I didn't... Well, that's that was my thing, because it was like, uh, Hammond is like, oh, yeah, Sarah, you know, the person that came to go find you after you had this experience? Yeah. Like, that was... My read on it was that Sarah was only dating him because he saw all the dinosaurs, so she could get that firsthand, that insider knowledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's... <laughs> all, all of them just got swamped by people in the paleontology community who were just looking for that that hot, hot uh, insight into dinosaur life. Right. Like, you know. Um, do you want to just hop into it? We're already kind of there. Oh, but, yeah, totally. Uh, our movie begins in the sequel island. The Iowa sequel. <laughs> Isla sequel. And <laughs> 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 actually, I think the next movie also takes place on Isla sequel. <laughs> That's where all the sequels happen. Yeah, all the sequels. It's the, it's the sequel island, mm-hmm. and uh, we're dealing with rich white people problems. <laughs> they're having they're having a recreation of a much better dinner they had at a completely different island. That's you know such as the way on each of the sequel. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> just, yeah, no, no, yeah, this island that we don't know. Yeah, just park here. 
mm-hmm. in the five islands of death. Yeah, let's not go to that one island because, you know, there's a State Department warning or whatever to not go there because dinosaurs. But oh, this whatever. one seems fine. Yeah. 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 Drop anchor, Miguel. We're going to fucking, I got to eat my gonna... caviar and smoked whitefish and read the paper. Yes, I feel like I go to new and exciting places so that I can read the paper. That's, that's, wasn't that what the fuck the guy was doing? I think it was. Rich Daddy is reading the, you know, what was that, the cruise newsletter? What was, you know, what? <laughs> it was the travel brochure. Like, oh, look at this. It's these islands uh, travel brochures. It's just big warnings in multiple languages to stay away. Isn't that funny, honey? This is what rich people do, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They read the paper. And, uh, yeah, so they, um, yeah, uh, the, they have a daughter, and the daughter grabs a sandwich and goes exploring on, mm-hmm. on Sequel Island and runs into a compy. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And then it's like, give me your sandwich, bitch. <laughs> she's like, well, I'm hungry. Well, first she's like, uh, you know, are you a bird? And uh, the compies. Of course, like, I'm not a bird. I'm a motherfucking dinosaur. She's <laughs> like, you're really aggro. Here, have this sandwich. And then that causes all the other compies to show up. Because, you know, when you feed one, you got to feed the whole class. If you, you give a compie just... a sandwich, he's going to want milk. <laughs> They're all going to show up. Uh, and then, you know, they just start, like, making it a hooping and hollering and making a ruckus. Like, ah, no, let her play. Well, basically, they start chasing her because she's just, you know, tossing out bits of the sandwich. Then she just chucks it like a like a sandwichy grenade at them, and then they're like, "That's that's nice too, but we want more." And then she, you know, tries to run, but uh, is unable to because she is a child and those motor skills aren't fully developed yet. And then she is swarmed by compies. Yep, and uh, and yeah, they're like ah, and then. Then we get Ian Malcolm just yawning. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah the mother bored. mother screams uh, bloody murder because you know there's been a rich white person biting, and uh... yeah, well, no, you know she's fine. We find out that she's fine. <laughs> she's, she's not fine. actually. She's not dead or nothing. Those copies were did you know weren't biting to kill. No, they were biting to wound. They stunned. wanted. They want more sandwich. They were you know. Yeah, so... Thankfully, we only bred them with baby teeth. We should have did that for all of them. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. But yeah, so Malcolm's in an elevator uh, going up to... Well, he's, no, he's going, going to the to... subway. Oh, is he going to the subway? I thought he was well, in an elevator the going to cause... the Hammond residence. No, because then he, he runs into this guy who's just like, you're that guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I wrote, because it reminded me, it looked so much like they pulled this from, like, the opening of Max Payne with the yeah. fucking leather jacket in the subway. That's right. I wrote that. Right? <laughs> and he's just like, I believed you, by the way. Rawr. <laughs> yeah. Rawr. For some reason, Ian Malcolm's like, he, he's not like, oh, I found someone like me out here in the wild. He's like, oh, man, it's terrible having fans. Yeah, well, because he goes to Hammond's mansion, and we get our only other re- returning characters are all in his mansion. Because um, uh, Lex and Tim are there, mm-hmm. and like, hey, remember us? We survived with you. Yeah, we're never going back there again. We learned our lesson. Yeah, like, 
Well, how's your grandpa? Mm, uh, not good. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> do you remember Howard Hughes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have an uncle, and he's evil. Yeah. Well, no, because no, he's... I don't know what he would be in relation to them, but, like, yeah. That's dickish. Yeah, well, he's the... I wrote out he's an evil nephew, so... Yeah, but he... Well, I guess he's, like... Didn't he, like, lead the board to oust Hammond from InGen or whatever? Yeah. Or, you know, so, I mean, he's he's on the... He, evil's he, a good word, you know? Not, like, uh, uh, homicidal evil, but business uh, unethically evil, let's say. Generic business evil? There you go. Yeah, because his thing is that uh, he wants to capture the dinosaurs and bring them to San Diego. Because <laughs> yeah. John Hammond, the reason John Hammond was just bleeding money, he built all these various sites around and then just abandoned them when they got like close to done. He's yeah. like, John Hammond built this big-ass amphitheater for dinosaurs in San Diego. In but the middle it, of San Diego. And then as soon as it was ready to go, he was like, No, nah. no, they won't give me the zoning for the dinosaurs. Well, like, where would they stay? Like, of in the amphitheater. Yeah, it's a big fucking amphitheater. <laughs> yeah, he didn't think it through too much. He, that's another problem. He's a visionary, though, and he's, uh, you know, yeah, his, well, uh, his dreams it, exceed his grasp sometimes. This guy, though, he's like, people go to San Diego all the time. SeaWorld, the zoo, the Chargers, and I was like, no, Chargers don't don't who, play for San the, Diego. Who are the Chargers? They, they're What's, the football team. Okay, that's their that's their gig, huh? Well, yeah, used to. Now they moved. They up and moved to Los Angeles. Oh, uh, uh, so who plays? Who does the football for the for San Diego? Then? Nobody. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> they left. <laughs> well, maybe that's his other thing. We we're gonna we're gonna get dinosaurs to play football. <laughs> <laughs> now there you go. There's a fucking movie. <laughs> There are no rules that says the T-Rex can't play football. I was about to say, it's like Air Bud, but with Jurassic Park. <laughs> the helmet's there so they don't bite you. Uh, I think that'd be pretty good. Uh, I'd watch it. <laughs> somebody would. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, he, <laughs> the evil nephew comes in and uh, like, yep, yeah, you're the one that... Uh, you know, started spreading lies and broke your NDA, which is why we had to ruin your life, mm. Ian. <laughs> yeah, because you're just trying to tell people that, like, what, a handful of people got eaten by dinosaurs? Who's going to believe that in this day and age? Yeah, he's like, I told the truth. It was like a version of it. Like, There's no versions of the truth. <laughs> yeah, when you say, when I say people got eaten by dinosaurs, I can verifiably say that that is, in fact, what happened see the entire previous movie please yeah well it's like he lost the tenure at his at his uh uh teaching college for telling wild stories like they've really like uh stonewalled ian mm -hmm. which is why he went to go see his good old friend john mm -hmm. for i well, guess a job i don't really know what ian brings to this organization <laughs> well it's also very strange because you know john hammond uh, as uh, previously stated in Jurassic Park 1, I really hate that man. Yeah, uh, they don't like each other. So I guess they've just had an about face about each other. 
Um, which, you know, might be possible because it seems like Hammond's... Trauma bonding? Uh, yeah, probably. And also it seems like Hammond's uh, tried to... Uh, not repent but like fix his actions from before it also seemed to me like his nephew was much closer to the book john hammond than movie john hammond not it, as a uh, evil evil but uh yeah not as filling callous, that but... an ethical role yes well we have a much more traditional villain in that guy yeah because he's really stupid <laughs> he's not not wise that dude i don't um, even know his name no, I never wrote it down. Peter Ludlow. Just... There it is. Okay. Um, but yeah, so you see, uh, Ian sees John, and uh, John's like, yeah, no, the first island, that was all for tourists. Now we have Site B. This mm. is where the sequels happen, baby. <laughs> this is where we bred the sequels. Then, yeah, we just kept making dinosaurs long after, and then a hurricane came through, and we just decided that was too much work, so we let them all free. Well, I think and... it's the same hurricane that happened before. That's the implication that I got. I didn't. I didn't assume that they were like we're gonna keep pumping up dinosaurs and then another hurricane happens. I'm like we are ill prepared, foolish <laughs> us. <laughs> Injun doesn't know how to do a goddamn thing right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they let out the dinosaurs because they're not monsters, I guess, but they've been flourishing in mm. this small, giant island. <laughs> off the coast of Costa Rica. Yeah, this small, big island. This massive island. <laughs> this massive, tiny island. Yeah. And um, well, because uh, Dr. Malcolm's like, I thought they were supposed to have uh, Lysol deficiency. They can't clean the floors <laughs> without <laughs> the clean power of Lysol. And hey, oh, we... they've been eating pine cones. <laughs> we never thought about that. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so that's how they've been getting past the Lysol <laughs> deficiency. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's why, yeah, that's what we're here for you to find out. How the hell did they get past our perfectly crafted plan? <laughs> well, I guess uh, I don't exactly know. The gist of why I got that he was sending them there was to kind of peacefully observe the what the habitats become like because it seems like he's been sending people there uh in the years since the uh the incident at east lanugat and um well because they have a map of like this is where the t-rexes are and this is where the this is and so on and so forth because they mentioned the the lysine deficiency is because they've been like uh getting it from natural sources which again yeah. i don't know why they didn't think of that yeah no shit like <laughs> they're really short-sighted in their planning but yeah they because they i don't know if we touched on it but they as a so they didn't get out they're all lysine deficient and they need uh administration of lysine to make sure that they live but yeah yeah well and also it's to i think it's to make them an actual uh preserve is john's plan kind of mm -hmm. getting around ludlow who wants to have them be like shown to the world yeah, well, also is uh, just seems to see them more as a product. Like, that that's something that the movie does that I kind of wish that they touched on more. Like, because it seemed to me Ludlow's whole thing is that these are, you know, these aren't animals. These are really more of a product that we can exploit and show off in San Diego. And how Hammond sees it now is, like, we've brought these creatures to the world. we got to make sure that they're not uh, 
fucked with or messed with in any certain way. Like we gotta like yeah, making it a a nature preserve is like probably the most ethical thing you can do to keep people from you know hurting them or you know mess. It's like the Galapagos now, you know. That's yeah, and that's what I think Hammond wants to do, and that's what he's sending like a documentarian mm-hmm. and a paleontologist. Yeah, and yeah, he just sent. He already sent Sarah Harding on her own. Yeah, Tanya's sister. Uh, <laughs> one figure skated. <laughs> the other was a paleontologist. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, she insisted but, on going by herself first. Yeah, just really get the lay of the land. Yeah. You know, nothing bad has ever happened. Well, and I think the whole draw of this one is supposed to be like, oh, it's just like the other Jurassic Park, except this time there's no fences. Which, yeah, that's a cool idea. I mean, to which yeah, I get. Neat. Yeah. But the last time there was also no fences. <laughs> they took them down. That's true. Well, there was obstacles, kind of I whole, guess kind of the whole plot point of the whole picture <laughs> it is but but now there's no obstacles for the dinosaurs and they're in more i think that that is a cool idea if you take people who like the dinosaurs are in their what is now more their natural environment and people are going somewhere that isn't built for people you know yeah like when you right. got the park, it's like okay, we got like we can get the jeeps and we can get you know, and there's buildings where you can close the doors and stuff. You know, this is like limited options and in, insofar of uh, those things. Yeah, but that's the that's the team, and they got he's the he's the fourth. Ian's the fourth because he brings chaos. <laughs> That's his uh, son's that's business his, card. That's his special. Ian Malcolm, bringer of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I do. I just go in, cause chaos, and leave. Because <laughs> oh, well, I have even less of an explanation as to why he's there than I did in well, the first Well, because he knows one. Sarah. Well, yeah, and also... And Dr. Grant said no. He'll come back for the third one. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, Dr. Grant and uh, uh, the other one said no. Ellie you know. Sadler. Ellie Sadler, thank you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I get, like, we go down to the, he, he agrees because his girlfriend's there. Mm-hmm. And we go to their, their, like, loading facility with, like, a satellite phone and Toby from the West Wing. Yeah! Oh, what am I, oh, man, I was... <laughs> I was so excited. Yep, uh, Richard Schriff is here as Eddie Carr, uh, shaved his magnific- magnificent magnificent uh, Ziegler beard, so nobody could know that he was in the West Wing. Yep, and uh, and Vince Vaughn is here as mm-hmm. Nick Nick Van Owen. Yeah, he's either Nick or Owen. Yeah, man of two first names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's here because he worked with Greenpeace and, you know, he's covered wars, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's going to photojournalist the fuck out of this. Yeah, that's his goal. He's going to get a, uh, whatever they give, whatever prize, more, whatever prestigious prize they give to photojournalists. Nobel Prize, Pulitzer Prize, take them both. I'll have them. Yep. So that's his, that's why he's here. And Ian, chaos. <laughs> It's like, like a shitty Avengers group. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Ian, because you know, can't have a well-ordered plan, his daughter shows up. <laughs> yeah. Kelly! 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 Yeah. Um, and uh, he's like, you never let me do anything. Come on. I can go to Costa Rica. He's like, you cannot go to Costa you Rica. You absolutely cannot go to And we're given uh, uh, Ian Malcolm bringing her chaos a bit, a bit of gruff, of course. But pretty much, I do got to say, everything that he says is totally reasonable. Why, you know, nobody is listening to him. And everything he's Sandra. Prophet of Doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, don't trust the horse pream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just... Please, we sh- we really shouldn't take in this baby T-Rex. Uh, Stop. Wait. Don't. <laughs> just constantly. It's, the whole movie is just Ian saying, hey, you really shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. And yeah, then people do it. Yeah. And then things go completely sideways. And they're like, how could this have happened? Like, yep. Chaos. Crazy. I can sense <laughs> these things. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, water droplets don't go on your back of your hand twice the same way. Chaos. Chaos. Tiny variations in your hands. And mm-hmm. I'll just sit here and give more warnings. <laughs> Let nobody listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Eddie, maybe you should secure that winch a little I bit now. Uh, no? no, change okay. my name to Ian Greek Chorus Malcolm. <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah but his daughter is like you know nah i don't well, i don't want to go to this he's like but don't you got the gymnastics Mm-hmm. don't you do gymnastical stuff and she no she was kicked off the team <laughs> she was, uh, what about uh, stealth uh, class did you go to stealth class it's like <laughs> no i was expelled from stealth class well, I mean, because Kelly is, like, part-time ninja because she somehow manages to sneak into this RV and stay completely hidden for the whole trip to Costa Rica. Well, as in true John Hammond fashion, you get the lightest, spared no expense, get the lightest crew possible. So I can only imagine it's like, who's sailing that ship? That one guy and his son. And then you got, what, Nick, Ian, and Eddie. So I could totally see that she snuck into, like, the the big uh trailer thing yeah well and the the crew of the boat were just like we're not going into there no. we'll drop you off at the beach but this island these islands are the five deaths mm-hmm. and i'm like they're setting up other sequel islands i can see it <laughs> yeah there's gonna be five isla sequels i can tell uh except we never go to the other sequel islands so well wh- why would you need to the one island's got sequel enough for everybody it's got plenty of sequel. Mm-hmm. It's a structured query language. <laughs> sequel. But yeah, they're like, okay, fine, we'll go there. And uh, yeah, they immediately get to work searching for Sarah. They yeah. just yelling out her name. Sarah! Sarah Harding! Sarah! How many Sarahs do you think are on this island? That's another thing this movie has. Uh... It, it felt a lot like this to me. It felt like a lot of Ian's lines are, these are lines we're going to put in the trailer. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because, well, like, he, yeah, if you look at it, it's like he just reacts to everything that's going on, and mm-hmm. he doesn't, 
as a protagonist doesn't have what seems to be a lot of agency like except maybe at the end well you see he's an he's an agent of chaos but he observes it you see well yeah if you observe the chaos mm-hmm. you know you you skew the results of the chaos <laughs> yeah heisenberg's uncertainty principle if he injects himself into the chaos that's just creating more chaos that he can't handle with right then but uh yeah anyway they find a uh, just a wrecked up backpack, mm-hmm. and uh, and then Sarah just appears to startle Nick, and I was like, she doesn't seem to have heard them, and I'm like, how did you not? She's ignoring them. That, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> She's like, oh, they're here for me, I guess. Yep, uh, Julianne Moore is, is Sarah. Mm-hmm. She's... Uh, paleontologist who's interested in the family habits of dinosaurs that's that's her thing that's really it that's her that's her whole you know and she figures it out very quickly so her entire arc is like it's like a mini mystery it's like man i i hope we can prove that t-rexes took care of the young well it looks like we did that yeah wow that was fast (laughs) All right. Well, here's my thesis paper. All right. Good. We're done. I'll take the like, Nobel Prize or the Pulitzer Prize, whichever ones you're handing out. I'll even take a James Beard Award. <laughs> no, you get the James Beard Award for what I was thinking the whole time, because there's the guy that wanted to hunt a T-Rex, and I was like, what would he taste like? What's the best part of the T-Rex to cook? You know somebody thought of it. Well, somebody has to have thought of it, but I imagine it probably tastes like whatever reptile tastes like. It's big bird. That's true too. I don't know. I just imagine they'd be like, well, no, well, technically the dinosaurs they're amphibians, so you could you could argue they're crocodile-like. Yeah, I don't know, but you know somebody would have thought of it. Oh hell like, yeah! Somebody's that they're making like a fucking couch out of one, making some boots. <laughs> T Rex skin boots. <laughs> you need. It's Assassin's Creed rules. You need to kill two T-Rexes <laughs> to make one pistol holster. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, they found Sarah, and they find, uh, she finds a baby Stega, Stegosaurus, a Stego. Mm-hmm. Which we didn't see in the first one. No, we did not see any of the Stegos, but... They did say that they had like 16 different species and mm-hmm. we did not see all of them that were there. Yeah. So. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm just, I noticed that cause I was like, Oh yeah. Like I did from the first one. I do appreciate that restraint there. Cause it, again, mm-hmm. that would just be, it would be easy to just overload the thing with dinosaurs. Yeah. But, uh, she's like, yeah, let me get up close and just start snapping pictures of, of the baby Stego. And then the big Stego comes in and says, let go my Stego. <laughs> yeah, get away. And nearly uh, Stegos are to death. Yeah, it just starts thwapping with a tail. Mm-hmm. Those things are so cool. Yep. Um, but we don't have time to breathe on that or see how much, because there's a fire at camp. And then we find Kelly. Kelly! Who is like, I wanted to surprise everyone by making dinner, and it's like a fucking bomb went off in that (laughs) RV. Well, it's like a bomb went off, and then there's all these, like, there's these candy wrappers and, like, all kinds of shit. And I was like, it doesn't seem like you were, like, stashed in there that, that long. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Could have been, like, three days, I guess. 
living in that RV the whole time, which is a, it's a sick RV. It is a sick RV. Spared no expense, John Hammond. Yeah, I mean, it's got a bookcase in there. Mm-hmm. It's got a bed. It's got a, a computer. Lab. Yeah. A lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's just all the other things. Like, they got a lamp. They can, you mean they can bring light whenever they want? <laughs> you can see? Wow. <laughs> they, don't have to have, they don't have to have fire. Is it demand? independent from a power source that they got to pump up and then restart somewhere completely offsite? No? Batteries, huh? Wow. Wow. Spared no expense. No expense. And, uh, yeah. And Ian is is being completely reasonable and just like, we need to get my daughter off of this island. And uh, Sarah's like, come on, I'll be fine. Yeah, be reasonable. As if Ian didn't almost die. Mm. Or two kids didn't almost die the last time. This is really downplaying the fucking tragedy that happened to this man. And, you know, maybe there could be some PTSD or something, but this movie doesn't have time for any nuance. Well, I don't think he'd really have any PTSD over anybody that, uh, over anybody that, maybe the events itself, but he wouldn't grieve over. He didn't know anybody that died in the last one. Oh, no, I'm just like with the T-Rex. Oh, yeah. Well, he, uh, he has the appropriate amount of fear, but, uh, they don't, you know, nobody's, uh, Again, they're. I think they're still in the like Jurassic Park has like it's like indoctrination in Mass Effect. There's phases to it. There's the spectacle. You're all wowed by it. You're like, oh, this is this is amazing. These dinosaurs. I'm gonna connect with them, and we're just gonna everything's gonna be hunky dory, and we'll all be friends, and we'll we'll learn about science and fucking celebrate our differences. And then there's the real stage, which is when you're chased by Velociraptors and compies and shit, and then you're bleeding everywhere. Yeah. Spectacle, then the fear. <laughs> then the prestige. <laughs> um, yeah, but we don't have time to think about that either, because the other part of InGen is in force. Mm-hmm. All of them. They're, they're bringing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they suddenly turn into a, like a private military contractor in between the movies. Well, like they have like these sick jeeps that like catch the... Like Pachyosaurus, and mm-hmm. they have an evil paleontologist. I'm not. I'm sure he's not evil, but I well, always no, just call he's, him. He he's definitely on like he's on the opposing side, but he doesn't seem, uh, at least to the movie's credit, he doesn't seem like he's a mustache twirly uh, villain. Villain. A lot of the guys just seem like they're just trying to do a job because uh, what they're doing. The movie definitely paints as being like, man, this is really cruel and fucked up. And yeah, I, I, you know, not uh, definitely not nice. But a lot of the people themselves are almost neutral, except for Peter Stormare. He's obviously a dick. No, he's he's a fucking out and out psychopath that yeah. just tortures people. Even the main safari guy, bad guy. Yeah, Pete Postlethwaite. Yeah, doesn't seem. Like he's that bad. He seems mm-hmm. kind of like Muldoon, maybe a bit more into the. Well, like he's hunting, so? yeah, he's like, definitely a hunter, but he seems like he definitely has like lines that he won't cross. So that at least gives you something that you can like work with there. But we never the I I think the movie's biggest problem to me is that like it just seems like we're in like basically nonstop action phases. Like the movie only ever seems to be in action or mm-hmm. in set piece. And so we never have times to, like, breathe or think about things. 
Because, like, even in the first one, you have, like, a whole thing, like Dr. Sadler talking to um, talking to Hammond with the ice cream, you know, and mm. about, like, no, we can't do this again. You're going to do the same mistakes. And there's a lot of conversations. Yeah like that well and also like, there's a there's a lot of breathing room where there's mm-hmm. like there's there's a whole section of time where we just don't see it much like the guests at jurassic park we don't see a goddamn dinosaur so it almost builds up the tension to when you're uh going to get to like the main event you know and then it doesn't abuse that uh the spectacle of that this one just sort of you know it's like okay everybody knows what the dinosaurs are woohoo and yeah just kind of it definitely moves on, but man, when we get to some set pieces, it's just like I want this to be over. <laughs> well, like the the RV. Oh God, the RV! I hate the just RV bed. Lasts what feels like forever. It's like an eternity. And yeah, that's that's part of it, you know. Like basically, when we get to it later, like you know, when the T Rex finds them, all the way to when they get rescued is like damn near like a 45 minute non-stop action sequence yeah and not a not a totally great one well no it's just disjointed set pieces yeah it's just like oh well now the t-rex is chasing us now this thing's happening now the raptors are after it and we don't get time to compress or you know Mm. i just don't think it works as well even though i I don't think like i said don't think the movie's bad i just don't think it's nearly as good Oh That's no! The first one. For my 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 biggest thing is that it's just it's just kind of it's boring. Yeah. You know, it's just man, it doesn't well, use its time well. Well, I don't think we get a chance to like set with the characters because I don't really get anybody except for, you know, Ian because mm-hmm. I already know what Ian's about. Yeah. Well, and Ian's also like, he's not frustrating because he's not being irrational. You know, he's not being, uh, like like we said, like he's being perfectly reasonable in all of his complaints throughout this entire endeavor. And it, it's basically, people die because of their own, uh, not, uh, not stupidity, but because they refuse to listen to those warnings. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're engines out in force. They have the whole safari. They capture that. They capture Gallimimus. Uh, Peter Stormare is a Dieter, and he just shocks a copy because it, just to do it? Yeah. Like, I'll make him fear man. Yeah. This is what you gotta look forward to in San Diego. And, uh, yeah, they also capture a baby T-Rex, because the one guy, uh, the safari guy, I don't know his name. Roland Tembo. Thank you. Um, yeah, Temu. The uh, cheap discount version of it of uh, Muldoon. Um, it's like no, no. The only thing I want to do, I want to hunt a fucking T Rex. I want, I want the thrill of uh, meeting my my only equal in the in the hunt. The T Rex. I mean, he he explains it a little bit. He's just you know, I wanted to live, man. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know why? Because it was there. Because yeah. It's nature's best hunter, and I want to show it that I'm nature's best hunter. Yeah, and I get that. I totally, uh, I like that they give him something to work with, at least. You know what I mean? And that definitely reminds me of something like, that's something fucking Craven the Hunter would say. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's, and it does make him cool. We just never spend enough time with him. Mm-hmm. And he, 
eventually just walks off the fucking movie. Yep, he he ba- he bags a T Rex and he's like, well. I have proven that I am superior over T-Rex. I have uh, now I can retire to a quiet life on uh, Isla. Leave us me, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but to cap, he captures a baby T-Rex in the den mm-hmm. and he like traps it. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm just gonna sit here about oh I don't know. 30 feet away from camp, I think. <laughs> the way that the movie frames it. It's, like, it's far it's enough just... away that I could kind of see it in the distance, but my eye's still <laughs> on the prize. It's if just... there's shouts or a ruckus, I, I can be there in at least uh, 15 minutes. Yeah, no, he's like, you can see the explosions and the ruckus. And so, like, oh, he didn't go that fucking far away. Mm-hmm. He's, he's only trying to hunt a T-Rex. But yeah, the uh, the the good the good crew, our crew, the one we're following, they mm-hmm. look at it like, oh, that's terrible. They're capturing all the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. This is just mean. So uh, they decide to, we're gonna we're gonna sneak in and we're gonna free all the dinosaurs, and they do. Well, yeah, they well that's why they brought in Nick because he has bolt cutters and they would never... <laughs> John Hammond spared no expense <laughs> what can you what can you bring to this expedition bolt cutters you're hired <laughs> like alright and then he breaks some of the locks some of them weren't even locked <laughs> yeah some of, some of them just needed like you just to lift a thing and like they sneak in, they break out all of the dinosaurs. All the dinosaurs proceed to break every single vehicle that they brought, which is uh, actually saying something because mm-hmm. they have like a fuck ton. Like there's a dude on a motorcycle, yeah, just like doing well, jumps like, and shit like, next man, to a Hummer. Is, this is so fucking nineties because there's yeah he's just he's just zooming around on that bike. It serves no purpose except for us to follow that bike and give us kinetic motion as he well, chases some CG dinosaurs. I don't know what you're talking about. It's so that I can buy this fucking playset with this we jeep this, that kept we, we yeah had this playset yeah. That's I know, so that your jeep can like capture a fucking packy or whatever. Yes, I'm very aware. Um. It's just one of those things where I was like, really? You took out all of the vehicles? Because mm-hmm. they're walking from then on out. But yeah, Nick also like sees that there's a baby T-Rex. He's like, this seems like a bad idea. Let's take it back into the camp. Or well, like into it has our a, RV. Well, it has a broken leg. So the it, they never say how the baby T-Rex gets a bro- broken leg. We can either, The trap. Yeah, the, well, it's either the trap or... Uh, you know, Tembo broke it. That's uh, what I'm. That's what I'm thinking happened is that yeah. because he used he broke the the baby's leg so that it would cry out and yeah. it was trapped and then the T Rex would come and try to yeah. So yeah. He, they're like, well, this is fucked up. We can't, we can't just leave it here. So yeah, they pick up the baby T Rex and you know take it back to the camp to fix it. And Kelly's like, I want out of here. So yeah. they go up to the the high hide mm-hmm. is what it's called. Yeah, Toby Ziegler had uh, mentioned that uh, got a high hide. You see, it uh, it's called a high hide because it goes up high and you can hide in it. Seems pretty self-explanatory. Huh. So it's not just a name. Yeah. 
If you attach a balloon to it, it's a fucking... <laughs> oh, god damn it, what is that? Never mind. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of like uh, smoking cannabis with uh, you know with Jekyll. You end up with a high high. High high, yeah, yeah. It's never a good thing. Edward's pretty mean. Um, but yeah, so goes up there. That Ian's like, "What the fuck are they doing?" So he re- he repels down because they won't answer the phone. Mm. Well, because they're busy mending the baby T Rex's leg. Dino surgery. Mm-hmm. Non-invasive dino surgery. Bingo, bingo, it's a dino splint. (laughs) Use some gum. It's an adhesive. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what you're talking about, Ian. It'll be perfectly fine. And then two T-Rexes show up. Mm -hmm. And then another trailer. Trailer fucking uh, quote. Mommy's very angry. Because they start bashing the shit out of the van. Yep, and they're like, oh, no, it's okay. We'll release the the infant. Like, everything's fine. They're not vindictive at all. They're very vindictive. They're extremely vindictive. They're so pissed. Yeah, and as it turns out, this RV is like a train. There's multiple sections to the RV, so it knocks one section off of a cliff because they parked this RV next right to, next a, to cliff. a cliff. Yeah, safest place uh Safe as houses. It's the where you get the best connection for the satellite phone. Well, it's where you get the best vistas. Mm-hmm. And John Hammond wanted a documentary crew. <laughs> Spared no expenses. Spared, let's get him a fucking sick vista. <laughs> Isla sequels known for its vistas. And so then we proceed to just spend a ungodly amount of time in this RV. <sighs> Man, it's just, like, it starts out neat, and then it literally, much like they're, when they get like, get, get the rope, when Toby Ziegler, like, ropes, throws the rope at him, and they keep going up, and then they keep going down. It's That's the fucking peaks of valleys of this whole sequence, because it starts out really cool, and then it just overstays its fucking welcome. Yes. Well, because um, Sarah falls on the glass, because it would be the windscreen or whatever. And you know what you do when there's glass. You you try to uh, spread out, try to distribute the weight as best as possible. Sarah doesn't do that at all. Uh, she tries to <laughs> basically put all the weight into one spot by getting up on her hands, like mm-hmm. doing a push-up. And so it, it cracks and just completely falls out. So she has to do climbing. Um, Eddie's like, oh, shit. I gotta go save the rest of this crew. Mm-hmm. Hold on, let me get the rope. That's okay. Here we go. Let's throw the rope. And we spend a long time watching him try to throw a rope around a tree. <laughs> well, the man, this is where I feel like Eddie gets like short. If there's like, if there's an would be like a, an award awards for fictional characters, right? The fucking persistence in the face of imminent doom award would be this fucking Eddie character because he. Good God, man. He does everything he can to make sure they don't fall. And we get to spend the entire time watching his, like, valiant effort. Well, and then it's like, you know, then they're like, hey, do you guys need anything? And they're like, they put in a fucking food order. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, well, uh, he can't he can't do that. Uh, but I can get you more <laughs> rope. 
And so he gives him the rope. And then the rest of the RV is rolling backwards. So he's like, okay, well, now I got to winch this. Mm-hmm. And then he uses the winch. And then the fucking T-Rexes show up. Ah, oh, fuck, man. Well, he uses the winch. He winches the car. And then the rope detaches from the tree. So he has to reattach the rope. And then he has to get back in the car so it, like, doesn't all fall down. And then the T-Rexes show up. Yeah, they, they fucking kill him. Yeah, he, like, that's... Man, that's just kind of insulting. It's like, Toby Ziegler did everything he could to save those people, and all he got for it was to be, like, ripped in half. Yeah, man. Sometimes life would just be like that. That's not cool. Yeah, man. R.I.P. Eddie Carr. Um, so, yeah, they... Uh, but then the rest of the RV falls. Thankfully, they're all on a rope. Mm-hmm. Provided by uh, St. Eddie Carr of Easel uh, Sequel. Yeah, well, and then the car falls. Mm-hmm. And then Eddie falls. <laughs> Both abs into the, yeah. into the sea. Yeah, but the fucking uh, engine group show up, and they uh, Pete Postlethwaite lends a hand to Julianne Moore. Yeah, they left their engine running. Ha! Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, they're like, well, uh, we don't have any communications, we don't have any vehicles, and we're all gonna die. Mm-hmm. Sound about right, to everybody. Oh yeah, there, there was a fucking presentation too. They interrupt a presentation with the engine board. The oh guy. yeah, yeah. That's the, where he's like, "I'll well, make a dinosaur park in San Diego." Diego. Yeah, that's when he's like, "John Hammond built this entire amphitheater." It was like two days before opening day, and then he closed it all because he said, I have a better idea. I have a deal with the government of a small island nation. Costa Rica is not an island nation. Oh, is it Costa Rica? I always forget. Yeah. I always think it's in like Latin. Well, the island's off the coast of Costa Rica and is Costa Rican territory, but Costa Rica itself is not an island territory. It's no, not an no. island nation. But yeah, like he's... Yeah. John Hammond built this in San Diego with a box of scraps. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, he built a big amphitheater, which he was going to show dinosaur stuff in the middle of San Diego. Mm-hmm. And then his conscience bit him and was like, this seems like a bad idea. Mm-hmm. An island. That's where people will go. Well, yeah, and like the guy, like uh, Ludlow is just like, oh no, no, people don't want to travel all the way to Costa Rica; they want to travel to San Diego. Yeah, you, you visit SeaWorld, visit the other <laughs> Cry stuff. at the Chargers, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, or the look at their football stadium that's completely devoid of fans and a team. This used to be my player. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it'll be great. It's just such a dumb plan. It's Um, really, really stupid. Well, it's also, it's just, I I really just don't like that whenever they just throw in, like, it just feels so unnecessary when they throw in stuff like, yeah, he had a whole spare park somewhere on the mainland. (laughs) It's, It's you know. He had an amphitheater built everything. Like, I don't know why people hadn't heard of this and why people weren't asking questions about what Jurassic Park is. <laughs> it was supposed to be a secret. It's on the fucking sign. <laughs> it's a big fucking gate, actually. It's like a coliseum. Like, it's like a football stadium yeah. in San Diego. Yeah. But one that would actually be filled with people. Oh! <laughs> 
yeah, so their plan now is that they're going to head to the old facility and do a converse. Like, they're going to power it up and then they can call for help. And... <laughs> they're going to do a conversation. <laughs> they're going to do a conversation. <laughs> All right, facility. This this has gone on for far too long. All right, um... facility. I'll be Gene Hackman. <laughs> You can be the well, other people. What is it where? Because basically they say we have to go to this. Uh, oh fuck! I can't remember what it, it's basically. Yeah, where the phone is, but it's right in Velociraptor territory. And I, I just thought to myself, why the fuck do you people keep doing this? This is another fucking well, show no, for planning. This was the 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 facility itself wasn't Velociraptor territory when they built it. I know, but it's just it always is Velociraptor territory. That's because Velociraptors make their territory wherever they want. <laughs> where there's power. They want to the, they where where actually that might be a sign that there's intelligent. If people show up, they might go to wherever there's communications equipment. My question was more, why isn't there roads or other infrastructure so that people can get from the dock? to the facility well there was it's been overgrown by the the, the flora of uh, isla sequel yeah isla sequel like completely destroys all that infrastructure in three years time yeah man that's you know they gotta have a whole crew of fucking gardeners to keep that shit down mm-hmm. you know and the whole horde of goats um anyway so they start their march. This is one of the low periods, and now we start back up on a, on, on the action. I can't let me sit for too long without action, otherwise I'll get bored. As the uh, Dieter's like, I gotta go to the bathroom, Carter, and Carter is just jamming out <laughs> to his walkman. He's just listening to stuff, drinking his water, and uh, Peter Stormare walks like uh, two miles away to poop. Yeah, he's really gotta go. He gotta go. <laughs> he's gotta go, but he doesn't want anybody to like see him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and he, then find, uh, he finds a spot and then he takes off his vest for some reason. You gotta go gotta go. <laughs> he's he's like, wearing a romper. He's stripped nude to take a <laughs> <Hey>. piss. <laughs> <laughs> some people are like that. <laughs> Seems like poor poor judgment on behalf of a hunter on a dinosaur island. I don't know. And then a compie comes in, he's like, What are you gonna do? And then brings all the boys. <laughs> It's just, you got a sandwich, buddy? Hey. Hey, we'll show you. We're, we're, we're the boys. You shocked our friend. We're going to shock you to death now. So they start biting him. And this becomes what starts, like, you know, ha-ha, take that, dick, to Jesus Christ, let this end, because it doesn't it, end. Yeah, I just keep thinking, like, okay, well, they, they're they surrounded him. He's mm-hmm. sure dead now. And nope. then he keeps going. Nope. And then he's like... Then he starts chucking river rocks at him, and then he keeps going. <laughs> he's screaming for that one guy who's still not listening to him. You know? He's like, Carter, Carter, why? Carter, why? <laughs> why, Carter? Why? Carter. I and have then, to poop. <laughs> and then they keep going. <laughs> and then he's finally, finally mercifully falls over a tree trunk and I presume dies. Presumably. Maybe he just gives up. Yeah. Maybe he just decides to like leak out all of his Gatorade that he had because just <laughs> red comes flowing in. Oh man! And thus is the end of Peter Stormare. Yeah, well, and and Carter is just like, 
Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I he's, I think so he mumbled I... something to me about you know. About oh, was I su- attention? Was I supposed to be on watch? This happens to me all the time. Yeah, maybe he should have made sure that I wasn't listening to music before he tried to go take it down. Maybe hmm. maybe he should follow procedure. But uh, yeah, they they're being uh, hunted though by the T-Rex. They had mentioned this. They're like, "Oh, the T-Rex. That's okay. They only have like a radius around their cave." And like, mm-hmm. "Well, but we moved the radius." Yeah, when we and took they just the baby dinosaur. They just started talking in a bunch of like, "How the fuck would you know that?" Well, it's the same fucking school of thought where I'm sure they got if the if you don't move, the T-Rex can't see you. It's this I know conjecture You're... of science where they were just like, "This is a really." well-informed opinion based on nothing <laughs> it's, just, it's more of those it's more of those things where i was just like it, it was never brought up i was just like don't move san diego just hold still hold still san diego <laughs> did you hear that old wives tale of you if in the presence of a t-rex stand completely still <laughs> and if you if you can't see it it can't see you yeah it's called that's visibility. How, that's how that works um Yes. Yeah, <laughs> this this uh, entire th- my entire basis of study is based more on a gut hunch than fact. <laughs> uh, Sarah's jacket also has like fucking T Rex blood covered in it, uh-huh. and sh- even though they had mentioned that she has been working with these kind of dangerous animals and all kinds for years, it never occurs to her or a hunter guy that maybe she should take off the blood jacket. <laughs> Well, you know, when you're, it's that, it's like I said, it's the spectacle and then the fear. She's still in, like, she's still dazed with spectacle, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, that comes back to almost bite her, because the T-Rex comes in, and then it's, like, in the tent. Mm-hmm. And, like, put, puts the snout in there. And then, you know, everyone yells, and like, no, no, stay still. <laughs> yeah. He's don't, like, hey, everybody, it's me, the T-Rex. I'm just looking for my infant that you kidnapped. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Then, well, that's, that's, yeah. they already got the infant back. Yeah, no, it's just it moved. They they had said that it would move its hunting radius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what it did. Well, maybe it's and, just being vindictive. And then, yeah, then they crush Carter. Yeah, Carter gets, uh, Carter gets got. They didn't hear it. Still listening to his Walkman. <laughs> oh, man. Everything was great on Isla Sequel. Ow, I died. And then, yeah, the evil paleontologist Baker, they all go into a waterfall, and then a snake just crawls into his jean jacket, and he freaks out and runs into the arms, the little arms of a T-Rex. <laughs> also, this never made any sense to me. So he gets his arm bit, and then immediately it's like second crunch and just all this blood and i was just like i've always like man it doesn't seem it just seems very poor effect that's another thing too where just some of the some of the stuff just doesn't seem like how am i like feasible you know like the Mm. physics of it just don't work (laughs) well and there's certainly more things happening in this movie i just don't know if they're better things like Mm -hmm. there's certainly more people die in this movie well that that's almost goes in hand in hand with that it it that that's the stuff that makes it feel like a sequel 
more than anything, too. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. We got to go to the tall grass where there's raptors. Yes, we literally do not breathe. It is just immediately like, oh, let's we've escaped the T-Rex. We immediately go into raptor land. We got to get going through these raptors. I did this in and of itself. I would like I like the shot of like the raptors like going through the, the tall grass and you can just see them like moving in that's really cool but this is another one where it just overstays its welcome a bit really cool concept though i wish it was more suspenseful Mm -hmm. because it comes out into out and out panic but i wish the raptors were like fucking with them more yeah because they don't seem like smart clever like pack hunters not this time around opportunists but not uh not intelligent uh not the not that cunning that they had before yeah, well, Malcolm does a, a big old water slide and hurts his leg in that. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay, he gets better. It's just he needs to hang out while Nick runs in, finds the camp, turns on the power, calls for help. And then just and then waits somewhere. Hangs around. Somewhere, I don't know where. Because like, the rest of this action sequence still has to go in where Kelly, Sarah, and Malcolm get into the into the camp and then just go hide and try not to die in outbuildings yeah and, and in a truck paper thin sheds yeah well they're like oh well let's dig to the other side and then a raptor comes out mm-hmm. uh kelly gets to be the only person to kill a dinosaur in this whole thing yeah like i felt bad for that velociraptor that's a sucky way to go i know with the, like is she just decides like i got this this is a unique set of bars. <laughs> I know doesn't these. doesn't have any testicles. <laughs> and it just fucking kicks him into the into the pipes. Oh, yeah. Like, I get it. Like, they're going to kill them. But at the same time, it's just, you know, doing its thing. Yeah. And uh, Sarah fucking, there's the, the roof tiles that, like, slide. And she's got to survive that also would be cool in and of itself if we weren't just getting beaten over the head with kind of pointless action well like i said we don't get everything is always at nine intensity and if everything's at a nine intensity it just it gets old well at a nine intensity and you're not invested and it's also just kind of a nine that's meandering it's just kind of a dull nine you know it's still at nine but it's just kind of eh yeah, but that's okay because rescue arrives and um, while that's happening, the hunter guy bags the T Rex mm-hmm. with the with the knockout darts yeah. that we didn't mention because yeah. it's not important <laughs> up to this point. Yeah, Toby Ziegler had mentioned that he had like uh, uh, fucking a neurotoxin dart and should uh, fucking down a dinosaur in uh, under thirty seconds. Uh, I only got one. If you shot yourself It'll... in the foot, uh, you're fucked. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'll fuck you up something fierce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's ayahuasca. <laughs> um, so yeah, he captures the T Rex, and Ludlow's like, "That's great, you saved everything. We're gonna take this T Rex to San Diego by boat." <laughs> oh, I have a lot of stuff about that. Boat. I have so so many questions it's about. A boat. It's a boat full of mystery. That's what that it's is. A, it's a boat. I don't know how this happens. I don't okay. either. I've always wondered. Well, I not always, someone, but... No, not always, because this movie doesn't need a long-term 
thought. Um, but yeah, like any other movie would be over and it'd be like, yeah, cool. We escaped Jurassic Park. They might, you know, oh, the bad guys died. They might lump that in there. No, mm. not Lost World. Not now. Not ever. <laughs> We're mistakes. I don't know how many days later it is. But uh, now we are in San Diego. And uh, yeah, a boat is coming into the harbor and it is just autopiloting. So yeah, Malcolm and Sarah are like, hey, you got to let us in. And Lola's like, yeah, fine, let them in. Let mm-hmm. them show, yeah. let them let see them bear my moment of glory. To, this, to my fucking victory. The amphitheater's going to open at noon, bitches. Yeah. Yeah, because he's given a whole speech about John Hammond had this dream for this amphitheater. I know you've all often walked by, looked up, and thought to yourselves, what the fuck is Jurassic Park? Well, so we're going to answer like, it. Yeah, that's what we're going to answer for you today. As this boat comes into harbor, <laughs> it does like oh, a fucking Kool-Aid does. man. Yeah. Just... You're like, so... uh, uh, ship fucking stop your engines you're gonna run into the front of the port and it yeah it totally does uh so yeah it just autopiloted in and they get in and like oh man the crew's all dead do you see the arm (laughs) okay so there's yeah there's like literally a hand that's like braced onto the wheel there's another just arm that's like holding on to like a button to the big uh big pen um the T-Rex is in the cargo hold. And I it's feel very, it's important it's very to mention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somehow, the T-Rex snuck aboard like Metal Gear Solid <laughs> no, 2 it, no, on it this did, fucking... <laughs> no, it did So they, they brought the T... They put the T-Rex on the boat. You know, they were keeping it asleep, right? It woke up on the journey, burst out of the thing, ate everybody somewhat secretly. <laughs> Okay, didn't leave any, you know, made sure no to just survivors. leave that. It also was able to perfectly, without giving any damage, okay, kill the guy in the cabin who had his hand on the wheel without well, there being not... like, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean? killed the whole bridge crew. Everybody. Without damaging the bridge. Everybody. And then went back into its pen. <laughs> the cargo hold. And, and let shut... the thing close. Yeah, killed the guy holding the button and killed him as <laughs> Left he closed him, the button. Like, I guess, a message, you know? Yeah, we were like, oh, well, maybe they have the baby T-Rex. They do not. They don't. They have it on the mainland at a facility. Yeah, well, I was like, well, maybe the baby T-Rex got in and it, you know, it's a baby. No, no, that wouldn't. (laughs) It's bloodthirsty, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, like, how the fuck did this happen? And then the T-Rex springs loose. Yeah. It, like, bursts up from the doors. And so one of the doctors says to Dr. Harding, the engine doctor, is like, yeah, we pumped it full of methamphetamine. Uh, I thought that'd keep it docile. <laughs> yeah, just pure crystal meth. <laughs> you know, that and blue PCP. stuff from Breaking Bad. You ever see yeah, that? We, yeah, we put just just a bunch of PCP in there. Do you think that works on T-Rex? Yeah, we wanted to see if angel dust affected the T-Rex biosystem. You know what that does to kids? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it just escapes into San Diego and then goes to suburban San Diego and, like, kills a dog and drinks out of a pool and freaks out a kid. Yeah. And freaks out the the parents of that kid. Yeah. 
And I was like, hold still. The vision's based on movement. <laughs> they might be dead. Who knows? We have uh, Japanese tourists that run away thinking that it's Godzilla. Oh, was that in there? Yes. T. Um, they go to a block, like it crashes through a blockbuster, which has a fake Robin Williams movie in it. Oh, what's the movie? Jack and the Beanstalk. Hmm. Starring Robin Williams. Well. I was paying attention to all the other shit in the blockbuster. <laughs> it like kills a guy that's like trying to run for help. You know, and then yeah. like, uh, Ian Malcolm's like, oh, we got to get the baby. And it's like. Talk to one of them, like, where's the baby? Like, oh, it's in the big amphitheater. Mm-hmm. And so they have a low speed chase because, again, <laughs> the T Rex is only clocked at 32 miles an hour. Yeah, but you see, they still got to obey the speed rules and regulations of San Diego. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can't drive, and, you can't drive over 29 past 8 o'clock. It's a safety feature. And then, yeah, they take it back to the boat and they. They put him into the cargo hold where Lumba gets eaten by the baby. Yeah. While the T-Rex father and or mother looks on approvingly. Yep. And, uh, yeah, they trank him. They trank the T-Rex, and then, you know, the the, the day is saved, and CNN's <laughs> like, yep, there's the boat. <laughs> yeah, per- Bernard Shaw is giving everybody in the nation updates on how far the boat's going. <laughs> And like, yep, the boat's still somehow seaworthy. And I'm like, I don't know how. Well, the whole and like, they, did they find another crew to stock the fucking boat and just I guess wash, it, well, power it wash like the, the blood? U.S. Navy was uh, escorting that boat to easily sequel. Yeah, well, and you know, like, here's a as like uh, Sarah and Ian are just falling asleep on the couch because they don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, oh, here's John Hammond. And he's like, yep, life finds a way. We got to work with the government of Costa Rica to mm. make this a preserve. And then we have, like, you know, we see a, uh, a pterodactyl. Well, the big glory shot, all the dinosaurs living in perfect harmony, now happy that they will be afforded equal rights and protection. Laws <laughs> <laughs> of Costa Rica. Rica. <laughs> <laughs> They're Costa Rican citizens, man. <laughs> they vote. They pay taxes. Um, this movie's fine. <laughs> yeah, in the in the broadest sense, yeah. My final note is weak, weaker than the first. The, this one's set pieces are more of a detriment to the overall film, something that feels like a sequel. And for a movie that's two hours long, it certainly feels a hell of a lot longer well, than two hours. Well, the first one was two hours, seven minutes. This is an extra seven minutes. It's two hours, 14, so. Yeah, and it just doesn't. Doesn't. Oh, man, it's. Oh, I don't. I don't want to watch this again. I don't, yeah, it's just, it's the most forgettable. Mm-hmm. I I think it's just there. I don't, I don't not like it. I just don't care for it. It's yeah, just. I don't think it's like an abominable piece of shit or anything like that. It's just, it just kind of, it's a letdown from the first one, and it's also a letdown from what you know the people that make these movies what they're capable of. So. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. 
So, yeah, I mean, obviously the first one's still better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, this is number one, or this is number two, and then Jurassic Park is number one. And, uh, yeah, then we we still have another trip to Isla sequel. Yep. Yet to go. Dr. Alan Grant will return from across the stars. Yeah, well, I've often thought, what if William H. Macy met that dinosaur? Don't you always wonder how, cert- what, how certain celebrities would react if they met a dinosaur? Yeah, what would Malcolm Jamal Warner react in the face? <laughs> what would Madonna think if she came face to face with the pterodactyl? Yeah, you know, how about Ernest Borgnine? Mm-hmm. Can he outrun a velociraptor? <laughs> Christopher Walken walks with the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, walking on sunshine. Um. Hmm. Yeah, it's a uh, Jurassic Park three. Do you like Spinosaurus?es It likes Spinosaurus?es mm-hmm. It really wants you to like the Spinosaurus. <laughs> yeah, it fucking it topples a T Rex. That's how much they want you to root for a Spinosaurus. It's just like, yeah, Spinosaurus is the biggest, baddest motherfucker in the whole land. Mm-hmm. Please buy a Spinosaurus. <laughs> you need, you want that toy, don't you? Don't you? No dinosaur collection could be complete without the Spinosaurus. Worship the Spinosaurus at a church of your choosing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll do that next time. And then do we want to announce what we're doing? Yeah, you can. Do we, we decided it's yeah. it's happening. X-Men. X-Men. The X-Men yeah, are showing up. Yes, because we're stopping because the, ne- the one after Jurassic Park 3 is Jurassic World, which is a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. It's like the difference between an elephant and an elephant seal. Yeah, and I feel like we need to uh, definitely kind of need a breather from the dinosaurs for a while. I do not want to watch the Jurassic World movies at this point in my life. <laughs> yeah. We will. Oh, I yeah. It's, that's totally going to happen, but I don't know. Uh, fucking, I don't know. X Men sounds fun. X Men sounds like a lot more fun, and we'll just probably only do like the first few yeah, of that. First three, and then we'll we'll go from there. We'll keep we'll keep you updated. Well, we'll we we yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But until then, I'm Devin. And I'm Dayton. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you. Peace.